This podcast, as noted on prior episodes, is often recorded in front of live beasties because we have a lot of them. As of this writing, there is currently a cat asleep behind me, and since this is the asshole cat, there's a chance that he will show up and start causing problems, so... Which leads to the other warning. There's swearing on this podcast. <laughs> there, yes, this is... While we do not discuss explicit things in general, we do flag it as explicit because it's probably PG-13 due to language. Yes. That much being said, welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 21. Our podcast... Your podcast... My podcast. ...is old enough to drink. It is, finally and at long last. So you're taking a drink. Yep. This week, I have an interview with Jeff Eddy from Sofa Wolf Press. We will talk to our Wombat test subject, and we're just going to dive in about one of the most painful things I ever have when I... Oh, there go the animals now. Um, one of the most painful things I have to do in terms of organizing or reorganizing, and that is I got a new laptop. And there is, like, both a desire to start over fresh, like when you get a brand new planner, with, oh, look, it all clean and pristine, and I can start over from the ground up. As... My life from now on will be beautiful and organized, just like this clean laptop. And then there's the, but I need this <coughs> tool and that tool and the other tool and this config file and that config file. And so it, uh, you adapt. The other thing that I'm starting to do is consolidate. Part of organization is realizing when you have too much stuff, which if you talk to Ursula, I've had too much stuff since the day we met. Uh, no, you've had too much stuff since long before we met, but yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so, come Thanksgiving, I'm probably going to do a purge. I need to do a purge of a whole bunch of stuff. I've got old things cluttering up corners and shelves and spaces, and I went looking for... A USB wall wart earlier. Let me translate that for you, my wombat test subject. Wall nipple. Look, I call them wall nipples because you plug things in and get juice out of them, and they stick out. Ergo, it's a wall nipple. You see what I have to deal with here, folks. Kevin says it's a wall wart, and I'm like, that's yes. stupid. You don't get stuff out of a wart, whereas you are you are hooking your devices up to the electronic teat. Sucking down electricity. It's a wall nipple. PG-13, folks. PG-13. Would you, if, Look, if I did it in the David Attenborough voice, it would totally be PG-13. Here we see the wild iPad drinking from the wall nipple. Okay, that sounded nothing like David Nothing Attenborough. at all. No. Nothing at all. So, as we get closer to the end of the year... And as I am unable to, I'm reaching the point where I'm looking where I thought I put things and they're not there anymore because I've had to rearrange to put more stuff on shelves or whatever. It's time to clean out. This is a horrible thing to discover. No one likes doing it. It is absolutely a necessary evil. So that's probably what I'm spending my holiday doing now that I've got the new laptop just about the way I want it. What are all those priority mailboxes on top of the... That is uh, the complete early editions of Dragon Magazine. Like, that is worth something to a collector that I will try to find as part of that, but... No, it's not. Yeah, okay, maybe it's not. If you want a complete, like, first five years Dragon Magazine, email me, kevin at sunny.com 
I'm going to say free to good home probably because I can't sell them for anything. That being said, moving on, did you do your homework, O Wombat test subject? Look, it was a really busy week. We went to WindyCon. Yes, we, we, like, Thursday, when it came out, we were packing and stressing and getting ready to go to the con. Yep. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, we were at the con, or returning from the con. Right. Tuesday. Which, yeah. Was yesterday. Yeah. I put up a deer stand with my father, which took... Like, four and a half hours in the cold. Okay. And then I had to come home, write a hidden almanac, and make word count. And draw hamsters. So, working on the didn't happen this week. Did not happen. Did not happen. Okay, well. I'm sorry, I'll I'll try to do better. The problem is, it's... I've been really busy. Because no. the deer hunting thing is really going now. And, mm, it's, and apparently it's this thing inevitable. we're actually going to do. We put up the deer stand. All the little... I mean, and that was like assembling a bookcase yeah. that you're going to trust two people's weight to with firearms. Did you climb up and sit in it just to be sure? Yeah, we both sat in it. Okay, Together, then. You're, at the you're same fine. time. Yeah, 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 you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. Well, no. Uh, uh, oh, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, says the man who was in meetings that day. I was bracing a metal stand against a tree using my body weight while my father climbed up there flinging ropes around to try to secure it to a tree and kept saying, wow, this is a really big tree. And you can only say that's what she said so many times. Incidentally, that number of times is once, which I did. Okay. Because, I mean, what else could I do? Yeah, that was a gimme right there. Yeah. There's no way to not and do then it at least once. Yeah. I had to leave, you know, and then I'm, he's like, okay, I think I'm balanced and it's not going to fall over. Please go get the, the strap around the tree. So I'm like doing the thing where you let go in a way that you can grab immediately if it starts to fall over. And I'm like, this is how my father's going to die in a deer stand that I'm not holding. And then I had to go and then I had to throw a strap with a big metal hook on it at him until he was able to catch it. Uh, it turns out I'm actually really good at that and can hook a... Uh, a I gave up good. trying to get him to catch it. Just hooked it over the, the edge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was. So a it was thing. exciting, is what you're saying. I. It was exciting, and uh, now my butt hurts a lot. But you cannot say that you were not productive and that you shirked oh, no, any amount of work. I was productive as hell, and yeah. you're not going to ask why my butt hurts. I'm suspecting your butt hurts because the seat in that thing is not very comfortable. No, or the you, seat's very comfortable. Or I, got you... the, I got the one that, that they said had the most comfortable seat. Okay, well then why does your butt hurt? Because it turns out when you're bracing your legs really hard to throw your entire body weight against a deer stand, you use your glutes a lot. Yeah? Yeah. I, I can see that, yeah. Yeah, so my hips and my butt mm-hmm. were very sore from uh, from exertion. Exertion. Yes. And also, I had to go around to all of the neighbors and tell them I'm going to be making loud noises this weekend. And I was worried they were going to be like, oh, God, no, don't you dare. But they were both like, oh, yeah, we got tons of deer here. Yeah, they go through here. Thanks for telling us. So. Awesome. We live in the South. Yes, we do. We live in the country as well. Yes. So. So. um, Yes. Awesome. Anyway, the point is I was a little busy. You were a little busy. We were all a little busy. But I did do something this week I was proud of. What did you do this week that you were proud of? I got my book tour schedule. You did get your book tour schedule. And I looked at it, and I almost just agreed because I am an agreeable person. Then I stopped and went, wait, that is in January. Yes. I have a deadline in February. 
Dun, dun, dun. This is two weeks out of my life, and I know I will get sick afterwards because small oh, you children always get sick, yes. carry the plague, and uh, so I I need at least two and a half weeks. That is two and a half weeks out of my schedule, and I was yes. like, I cannot do this book tour unless you give me another two and a half weeks on the deadline. And they came back and said, yes, that's fine. And I think that's very important. A lot of people wouldn't do that. A lot of people, when they are getting more tasks or more things added to their responsibilities, don't stop and say, especially in corporate life, don't stop and say, hey, this is too much. This is going to impact my other schedules. They just say, yes, sir, I will do that thing, sir, for you. And then they end up killing themselves or worse, missing their deadlines. I, I used to kill myself to make the... Uh, it just wouldn't occur to me that I didn't just have to work harder. Right. Right. And one of the things that we've been doing a lot more at work now is when the stakeholder or the person driving one of our projects comes to us and says, you need to do this right now. We're saying, okay, we can do this right now, but this other thing will not get done because all of the resources to go into the thing you want right this second will be required for the other thing that we're saying won't get done now and sometimes they're just like oh no 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 you have to get them both done at which point we start to talk about bending the laws of space and time and it becomes sort of a self-care thing because if you aren't willing to accept that yes i have limits yes when given a new task or a new tour or something new on my schedule that's going to take time out for the other things i've got going on and also know what you are capable of <clears throat> while doing other tasks. There were days when I would have thought, I will just write while I am on book tour. I have done enough book tours to know, no, I'm not going to write. You're not going to write. I am going to lay in bed, play Pokemon, attempt not to sob, and uh, th that's only usually like the second week. Um, it's, it's rough. Uh, it, yeah, book tours are hard. I am an introvert. I'm not going to lie. If, if, this, incidentally, I would love it if any of you listening came out to see me, because what is tough is the I am Ursula Vernon, respectable children's book author, and you all know better. So, like, when I see people <laughs> like you, you are, like, my link back to the real me, and it makes me very happy because then I feel for a minute like I am back in my real life. So, um, yes. Yes. Please Book tour is like an alternate dimension. You. Yeah, it's like I have to, I'm going into an alternate dimension where they think I am someone I am not. That is often the case in professional situations. Fortunately, I have decided, or unfortunately, depending on your point of view, that I am not going to be the person who you suddenly find out has a podcast where they eat weird food and swear a lot. Because that is whatever. I am very open with my employers and coworkers about things I do so that I'm not inauthentic at any point. Are you accusing me of being inauthentic? Because I'll kick your ass authentically. No, I'm not accusing you of being inauthentic. But you have a brand that must be maintained when you're in front of school children. Yes, and my publicist, my <laughs> editor, everyone knows what I'm really like. <coughs> it's true. They it do. Is. They do. Uh, they they say things like, just do this one book tour, and your drinks budget for the entire trip is pre-approved. <laughs> See? They, they know. They know. Yeah. 
And also my publicist follows me on Twitter. Your publicist follows you on Twitter. Well, yes. do they follow me on Twitter? I don't think they follow you. Okay, but they that's... follow me on Twitter. And they, they there was a time when Eventually I Eventually they'll follow me on Twitter. I, I tried not to say fuck on Twitter. I tried really That doesn't, hard. yeah. And eventually I just stopped. And occasionally, you know, my, my publicist is like, saw you on Twitter. I was like, oh God, then you saw me baiting that one Trump guy. And she's like, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> so, so you you have a good working relationship. I, oh, I, I love my publicist. If she ever gets mm-hmm. another job, I'm going to cling to her ankles and sob. I have to cultivate that side of things very, very carefully because I am now we have all the social media rules of engagement. And so as far as my actual like Twitter account goes, I try to keep that as distant from work stuff as possible. Oh, yeah. Because if I don't, then it falls under the rules of behavior and disclosure laws and all of that. And they were very clear that if the company doesn't like something I say on Twitter, they can fire me. So that's... And it's true of Facebook. It's true of private messages. Just the company training was very, very clear. And I have to take this stupid training every year. Well, you see the number of people who say stupid, racist, homophobic, anti-Semitic dipshit stuff on Twitter. And And then then get fired. And then get fired. And they're like, whoa, yeah. So, yeah. You can't do that. Free speech. First Amendment. Ha 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 ha. That doesn't actually apply, guys. Yeah. Anyhow. Anyhow. So I have been productive. I have been productive as hell. But I Mm -hmm. have not used any productivity tools Except Wonderlist and um, which is awesome. We do like Wonderlist. Yes, as long I, I, as it's I still really around. will get to remember the milk. I swear. Although this week's not looking good <laughs> because this is the weekend I spend in a deer stand with my father. That's yeah. That's fair. That's really fair. You really can't do much about it when you're in the deer stand with your dad. Yeah, I, I can't be using remember the milk in the deer stand. That's uh, I, well, why not? That's a good question. I don't know. You've got cellular service. I mean, it's possible I'll be on my... I mean, my father has texted me from a deer stand before. He has. So it's possible that... And I know he listens to audiobooks because uh, he's like, deer hunting is really very boring. Yeah. So, um... Uh... Did you know, in fact, that... Crap, I can't remember the name of the tribe. Um, the... the Yes. The Congolese uh, who... little people who we do not call what we used to call... Uh, yes. Yes, they uh, their only cultivated agricultural crop is marijuana because it is so boring to hunt the way they hunt, which is basically to sit in a tree and wait for something to walk underneath and shoot it. Um, yeah. They're like, look, the only way you can do that is if you're high. Which, you know, that's fair. Right. I do not, I, I'm not going to do that because that is a stupid idea to, with firearms, no, but, you know. Plus, I think that might be against the law. If it's not, it better be. Um, There were lots of things in the online hunting safety class I took about, do not drink beer while hunting. I said this to my father, and he was like, I know that, and you know that. You'd be amazed the number of people who do not know that. Uh, And then there were hand gestures. There are also a large number of people who do not understand that drinking and steering your boat on the lake is driving under the influence and so the 
patrol over on the lake near us spends a lot of time writing tickets, DUIs, on the lake. I had no idea. Yes, this comes up. You have to be really drunk, but they'll still get you. We digress. We digress a lot, but uh, yes. um, and Drinking is not always good for productivity. Let's just put it that way. Also, I have no idea why. I mean, because I have to get up at like 4 a.m. to be in the damn deer stand. I'm not going to start drinking at 4 a.m. The only way I could do that is if I got drunk the night before and stayed drunk. Which... Which has its advantages, I will no, say, but no. I have to climb a ladder. You and do. And aim. Yeah. So when I talked to Jeff, that was one of the things he talked about was Remember the Milk. He didn't talk about hunting. No. But he did talk about Remember the Milk and how he keeps organized. So I'm fighting off the concrud, and I think we'll just go straight to the interview a little early this week. That's fine. So that I can go sit down and, after we finish this, so I can sit down and, and hopefully get my head back where it needs to be, which is a little decongested, not sore. So here you go. Hey folks, I am sitting here with Jeff Eddy of Sofa Wolf Press, who is going to be our interview this week. Hi Jeff, how are you doing? Hi all, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Can you introduce yourself and, you know, what you do and all that stuff? Sure, uh, my name's Jeff Eddy and I wear too many hats. Um, I do a couple things. Uh, um, professionally, I'm an instructional designer for um, uh, a company called Celligent, uh, okay. which is a SaaS omni-channel customer engagement marketing uh, yada, platform yada, yada, provider. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I do instructional design for them, which is um, basically creating e-learning for customers, for partners, etc. Um, that involves a lot of technical production planning, so audio, visual, uh, and organizing. I work in a team of about three people there so okay uh, and then on top of that the rest of my time i wouldn't call it free um <laughs> i run uh Sofal press which is a right. small press publishing company um been doing that for about 15 years uh it's an all-volunteer team of about seven or eight people mm-hmm. uh we produce maybe between five and ten uh projects a year and it's all basically volunteer and part-time when i'm not doing all the other work I do. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Too many hats. Too many hats. <laughs> so, with all these hats, how do you keep yourself organized? Uh, it's a constant struggle, um, <laughs> certainly. And, of course, it's 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 siloed between the different organizations. So, right. for work, uh, uh, not by choice, but by fiat, we're using um, Microsoft Teams, uh, Microsoft okay. Planner, uh, you know, Outlook, etc. cetera. Um, et cetera, yeah. The company loves them some Microsoft, which is which is fine. I don't have any problem with Microsoft. It's, but... it's very typical in corporate environments. Corporations yeah. love them some Microsoft. Yeah, uh, Teams and Planner is is 
a nice idea that's not quite there yet. Um, okay. It's it's a it's a product in development. Planner is basically they ganked Trello and said, "Hey, we're going to do exactly this in our product." Right. Right. Um, and then Teams is sort of you know what it sounds like. So um, we do most of our work in that. That's where most of our production planning is. Uh, we store files in SharePoint, but. It's not a great solution. We're trying to get some new solutions in place that are better suited for a production workflow. Full stack Microsoft. Wow, I'm kind of impressed. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So uh, on the press side of things, I've done quite a few things um, over the years. Uh, uh, it's a highly distributed team. So we have people everywhere, all over the country and overseas and other places. So mm -hmm. um, we're working with contributors. We're working with other editors. We're, we're working with a lot of people. Um, so over the years, I've used a whole variety of different tools. Um, we're on Google Apps for SoftWolf, so right. that's where a lot of our document storage and organization is. Uh, we do a bit of Dropbox as well. But uh, for project planning and tracking and everything else, we tried Rike for a while. Okay. Uh, Rike uh, plugged well into Google Apps. And mm -hmm. Rike is a sort of a... a a task list on steroids with some Gantt chart stuff attached yes. to it. So yeah. um, it has the concepts of start and finish and et cetera. Uh, we tried that for a few years, ultimately dropped it because it was too much work to use. <laughs> that uh, is always a, a concern, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it gave a lot of, a lot of useful information, but the effort to put it all in and get mm -hmm. it there so you could get that information was more than it was worth ultimately. Um, so... We tried Trello. Um, mm -hmm. Trello is good for sort of certain things. Uh, we're still using that right now, but it doesn't have a good top-down visibility. So everything's right. siloed into its own things. There's no good good overall visibility of multiple projects and when they're due. It's really geared towards like a single person or a very, very small team and very, very agile. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so Trello is not fitting quite the way that we want. Um, mm -hmm. I've been looking at Asana, which has a lot of good things going for it. Yep. Uh, not only just the fact that it's primarily a task list, but it's also mm -hmm. got some good development going on. They're improving it all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's really changed a lot over the last year. So um, we're considering Asana, and actually that's one of the tools that I'm pitching to try to bring into the uh, the Selgent side as well, because that would also probably work yeah. well for workflow stuff. Oh, I bet. Um, and then on top of all this, there's my own personal to-do list that oh, I have yeah. to keep track of, track of on top of everybody managing everybody else's stuff. So um, those tools have varied over the years as well. Uh, I was... Uh, I was an RTM person. Uh, remember the milk oh, person I early on? Yes. Uh, then I left that and went to Todoist for a few years. Mm -hmm. uh, and now I'm actually coming back to remember the milk because ultimately they've done a lot of development on it. It was kind of fallow there for a couple of years. Yeah, it was, it was, but it, it was simple and, or it is simple and it just, it does exactly what it says it wants to do. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. So they've developed it a bit. They now have an Apple, um, watch app and stuff like that and i don't have an apple watch yet but i probably will eventually um but it works uh, i've kind of always done a a kind of hybridized uh gtd solution mm -hmm. for my stuff and uh a really of all the the digital apps that i've worked with it, rtm seems like the best uh, best of the bunch 
for an for an RTM like workflow. Yeah. Or um, you mean a GTD like yeah. workflow? GTD, right? Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. 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 So. Really, really simple, straightforward. It's a list. You can have multiple lists, and it their digital apps have always been kind of top notch. Yeah, the smart so, lists mm -hmm. is what's great. I mean, being able to do logic based smart lists so that you can oh. use your contextual tasks mm -hmm. uh, plus your locational tags and can build smart lists that that's, that use any amount of those. Things. That's a feature they didn't have last time okay. I looked at it. Yeah. So, yeah. but it has been about a year. So. I suppose now that means I should put on my to-do list, look at RTM. <laughs> of um, course, yes. You spend a lot of time looking at to-do lists. Well, that's what I yeah. do, right. and yeah. so it's yeah. that's why there's a podcast now. What habits or systems are important to you? And I know you touched on GTD. Systems, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, GTD is the closest for my personal day-to-day -day stuff. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I struggle with all the usual problems with that, which is really sort of um, uh, with achieving ubiquity. I mean, right. that's really the key to GTD, and that's mm -hmm. the chief struggle with GTD is like always putting something down the moment that you think of it. Yep. Uh, you'd think it would be easier with digital tools, and it is. It's easier than having an actual notebook that you have to haul out when you want to write something down. Right. But you still have to pick up your phone. You still have to, you know, talk to your watch. You still mm -hmm. have to do something in order to record these things. Right, right. I'm finding that I don't capture enough stuff uh, with that. Um, but GTD is important, I guess, for our... For our um, our production workflows for both companies, uh, we do a lot of waterfall. Uh, Agile really doesn't fit with what we need to do because really we have a... a there's no question when a course or a book is done. It's only right. done at one specific point in time when it's all, all together. So And it's not a constant flow of... Now that we've released the book, we're going to go back and make revisions and revisions and print a new one. And it's right. not like yeah. a, a, an actual SaaS where you're always adding new features and you're always pushing things out. Yeah. So there's an endpoint. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of waterfall and we sort of try to keep tasks back and forth, but you know, we drop a lot. It's always a, uh, a ch -ch challenge. It's, it's constant firefighting. I mean, with mm -hmm. running the press, because on top of all the layout and the design, there's always, you know, there's, there's, there's fulfillment, there's accounting, mm -hmm. there's everything. And I'm really, uh, one of my chief challenges is that I'm very, very overcommitted uh so it's a constant firefight it's uh it's what absolutely has to be done at this point in time uh, right you know right. jumping between things there's yeah and it occurs to me for those who aren't familiar with the terminology waterfall is sort of the traditional project management where you have you're used to the gantt chart where you have a line and then it's that's a set amount of time and then you have another line underneath it that's linked to it until and it just forms steps or a waterfall which is where the term comes from until you get to the end so it's very based around this is the start this is the finish these are the very set timelines that these things will take and there's a lot of maintenance involved in it because you're constantly updating timelines based on here's a delay but this other thing finished early and right. it so it's it's very rigid as compared to Agile, which works in here are very, very short cycles where you're continually reassessing every, I think the standard is basically every two weeks yeah. of here's the tasks for this two weeks. Okay, at the end of two weeks, how did we do? Did we get the feature out? What's the next steps? 
I do this, that's, I'm in an agile shop. Right. And so we do that all the time. Waterfall just does not fit for a lot of what we're trying to do. Yeah. And I mean, generally, if your project doesn't have a done, you know, a clear done, then obviously, you know, agile is an option for you. If it has a clear done, then it's, it's kind of hard to make agile kind of like fit into that. You can, and I've seen places Mm -hmm. do it, but, but it's a little tougher. It's a little harder. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say has been your biggest help or best piece of advice or, or any of that over the years? Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm a biggest piece of advice. I, I, I'm bad with this because <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm bad at it. I managed to get it all done mostly because I work well under pressure and I sort of, mm-hmm. uh, I'm very good at keeping track of things or I used to be when I was younger. It's a little bit harder now, so... Um, but yeah, I mean, the more you can plan ahead of time, the easier things are ultimately. I mean, we build into our production schedules a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, fluff time. So, I mean, mostly when we have a book that needs to come out at such and such a date, then the deadline that I give the artist is sort of the deadline when we need it plus, you know, two or three weeks fluff time so that, you know, yeah. That is, that is one of the things that Ursula has commented on is every time she turns in a book, either exactly on time, her editor or art director or whoever is very astounded because I guess this is a thing that is very uncommon in these sorts of productions. And so when she's asking for extra time, because we had to travel somewhere or a family emergency came up, they're all like, yeah, that's fine because they had built that time into the system and never use it, but they build it in any way just in case. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's always great if everything comes in early, then you can either get stuff done early or more often not just say, okay, I don't have to worry about this for a while. So I'll mm-hmm. s- just sit on it until I was supposed to actually have to do right. something. It'd be great to actually get things done early, but that's not how life happens. Especially not publishing, as I've noticed. No, 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 yeah. no, no, never. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, it's try to keep up on things. Try to keep a positive outlook. Um, you need to balance your time, which is an always challenge. I mean, Constant. you know, when you're overcommitted, when you're done with one project, it's like, okay, now I can get started on this next thing that's also overdue, you know, that I've been mm-hmm. waiting to do on for a while. So there's no end it's um drinking from the fire hose so right uh you've just got to really sort of uh, claim your time when you can and do the the, the best you can with it but uh, i don't have any answers i wish i did <laughs> so what about rewards um do you reward yourself for You've completed the project, you've released the book, you've hit that big milestone at work, and, and if so, what do you, you use for, for rewards? I try to. I'm I'm a bit bad with like self-reward again because the over-committed thing, there's always just rolling into something else. But right. uh, I do try to take a little downtime to sort of say, hey, this is done and we did good at it and celebrate it a little bit. Um with publishing, it's a little bit easier because we do, when the book comes out, it's like, you know, people can get it and they can be happy about it. They can be excited about it. So you get some feedback reward for having accomplished the thing that you wanted to do. 
and there's always the excuse to have even if it's it's a very small affair a uh, a little launch party yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. because we've we we've attended these events with you guys the the one right. for um uh, diggers and dogs days or yeah the, or the the uh, uh the nordgard one the, the nordgard one yeah we still have uh yeah. one wine glass is one still surviving okay. cool. i think the other one broke but we have spares <laughs> <laughs> um so now the the hard question what about when you fail failure is always an option no um well, I, I, Howard Taylor, the, the quote I use from Howard Taylor is, uh, failure is not an option, it is mandatory. It's what you do after you fail that matters. Right. Right? Uh, I think I'm paraphrasing a little bit. I have, it's, that's uh, maximum 70. And I, I always think of that as important because the idea that failure is not an option is kind of ridiculous. We're all going to fail or make mistakes or whatever at some point. And so just accept this is going to happen and then what happens after is the important bit right yeah and 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 that happens i mean we've we've there's times when you miss deadlines there's times when things don't come out like you planned and you just sort of like push off i guess you know one one example would be when we did the uh the dogs days release and we were doing the uh um the camp shirts the uh ah. the hawaiian style yeah, camp yeah. shirt release that we did and we got them in just before the con and they were they were all wrong basically so oh. we had them in time but we had to uh the whole order had to be re redone and it wasn't going to be done in time for the convention so Oof. you know we just we couldn't have them when we wanted to and ultimately they all sold i mean for the most part things work out um if you're if you're open to, in a business where you're dealing with your customers like Soft Wolf. So we mm -hmm. deal with our customers. Uh, customers are thrilled as long as you keep them in the loop and you tell them what's going on. I mean, the uh, the Digger Omnibus Kickstarter when we did that, and that was a huge undertaking. Oh that yeah, was, that was a that was a uh, a soul destroying undertaking if we hadn't planned it out as well as we did. Yep. Um, but that was late, and generally it was a couple months late. Uh, a few months late before we got everything out the door because it was just so big and everything got behind. But, you know, everybody was happy because, well, I mean, on average, most Kickstarters are like six months or longer late. So yeah, we were still ahead of that, but we also keep everybody plugged into the process. So yeah, And it is, it is, there are, there are also outside factors. Like the final thing is what is, is the audio commentary, the read along and audio yep. commentary. And yeah. that was solely on Ursula and I, and you came down and we finished it this weekend, the right. very last one. Yep. So I guess you could say this has been a four-year-long process. It's been a long process, yeah. yeah. I mean, we got most of the stuff out, you know, within the first year. But, uh, yeah. you know, there's the, there's always these little hangers-on, especially with that one, because it was mm -hmm. such a big celebration of the book. So Yeah, you know, and we, it's it's an undertaking for all of us, so... Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's 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 uh, it's the challenges to just sort of like pick up and move on. Don't give in to the despair. I think ultimately because yes. that's real easy when you're facing a huge task list of like things that need to be done. Mm -hmm. It's your oh god, you know, how do I even start? What do I begin with? And then I just try to focus on these small things um, just to get some progress going. So I try to do a little bit, but okay. One of my ongoing things is learning how to capture small amounts of time because mm -hmm. I could be more productive 
being productive, a lot of times you say, you know, oh, I want to be more productive. And people think that that means that you're going to take up all your downtime so that you have no relaxation time. And it's more, to me, it's more, if you're very productive, you can capture those little five minute pieces that you're right. otherwise completely wasting, still keep your downtime intact, mm -hmm. but get more done by just capturing the little bits of time. And that's, it's hard for me because a lot of times I need spin up time in order to get into tasks. So. Right. It, that's, that's sort of why Pomodoro exists. Right. Yeah. You know, and it may be, you know, okay, I'm going to have, I know this is going to take about an hour, so I'm going to do two Pomodors and then a longer break instead of two with small breaks in between them. Right. Right. Yeah, and I do Pomodoro. I do find myself oftentimes skipping the breaks just because if I'm if I'm into something, I'll like keep doing it and I'll just right. skip the break and then sort of like group them. But that's yep. fine too. Uh, I would also say that's the, that's one of the things that I think is going to work well with remember the milk mm -hmm. and the task listing there and especially the smart lists because right. I have a tag for 15 minute things that okay. I can apply to anything. So if right. I have a little bit of downtime, I can say, Hey, I've got this little bit of time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do some 15 minute things right, uh, right. and try to knock those out. So um, that's one of the contexts that I do see myself using and mm -hmm. using successfully. So. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, I will certainly get you the badge code Woo. for I Got an Interview. Cool. And really, tell the nice folks where to find your stuff. Sure. Uh, so, SoFWolf Press is at uh, www.sofwolf.com. Uh, we like to think we have something for everybody, but uh, uh, not everything is going to appeal to everyone. Uh, Digger is wonderful. Uh, Summer and Orcus, which we just finished as a Kickstarter, is... Uh, really nice sweet book we have some other ones rat's reputation there's a whole lot of things there to appeal to everyone oh so, yeah um check out sofa press and the uh the company that i work for selligent.com if you're looking for a mid-market uh you know customer engagement solution then uh, you know <laughs> check them out uh, hey you know we have listeners from all spectrums of the of industry so hey you never know thank you ryan thank you right. take care yep I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jeff Eddy from SofaWolf. And that leads me to this week's badge code, which is, in fact, SofaWolf. S-O-F-A-W-O-L-F. Because they're awesome, they support a couple of our other projects, and it's really great to be able to sit down and talk to Jeff and his partners whenever I get a chance to see them. I'm a little disappointed that Dale was sick that day, and I could not interview Dale, but I'll catch him next time. Yes. Because we will be seeing them again oh, and again yeah. and again because they're awesome people. They're awesome people. And uh, all, do you know that uh, Jeff is actually the person I have known the longest that I still talk to regularly? Really? Other than like my mother. Wow.
Yeah. That's pretty intense. Yeah. So. I I move a lot. I'm bad about staying in touch. I have, I think, one or two friends I knew in high school. Yeah. Who I think you've met. Yes. Yes. Jeff is, uh, uh, mm-hmm. let's see, some, yeah, sometime when I was living in Minnesota. Yes. I mean, I still have friends, that, but I talk to them once every two years. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So there's our badge code this week. Take, do yourself a favor. We're coming up on the holidays here in the States, and a lot of times that means family and friends. And if you've got a member of your family who you like but doesn't have anywhere really to go, or a friend who doesn't really have anywhere to go and is going to be spending holiday alone look it sucks and it's depressing unless they're actively saying no no i love being alone because i don't want to deal with people for a day and and it's totally fair i have been the person who i'm like i'm gonna stay home and eat chinese food and play video games so if you don't need to be around people get on with your bad self right right but if you know someone who's who's having a rough time or something like that Invite them over for leftovers the next day. Invite them over for dinner. I used to throw a big orphans Thanksgiving and have not had a chance to do that in recent years. Uh, I have been the recipient of uh, friends who were like, hey, if you're not doing anything for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. come on over. And uh, I was I was really touched. Yep. It was it was really sweet. Keep it keep it in mind as we move into the holiday season here in most of the uh, cr- countries that listen based on the statistics. <laughs> that being said, you can check out our other podcasts at kuec.libsyn.com for Kevin and Ursley Eat Cheap, at hiddenalmanac.com for The Hidden Almanac, which is our little short fiction thing we do three times a week. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Ursula V. We will update at some point. At some point, we will get to that rebranding. Yes. Yes. But that supports all of the podcasts and helps keep them free to listen to. And uh, you will soon, if you are a Patreon subscriber, be getting a new free book. Oh, yes, that's yes, right. Yes, it is hopefully coming out next week. So there's all of that. We Also, will... our apologies for all the throat clearing and, and stuffed upness this time. Con crud. And Both of us are coming down with con crud. It's, it's not fun. Well, I'm not coming down with it. Well, you're I, getting over it. I had the, well, it wasn't even con crud. It was the super lengthy right, thing right. with the congestion, like the Victorian poet, you know, hacking up a lung. Yeah. Here lies one whose name was writ in phlegm. Ew. It was a John Keats joke. Yes, it was a John. That doesn't make it any less you. There are five English majors out there laughing right now. <laughs> and I love you all. Anyway, yeah, we're. I was playing the game of Concrud or Allergies earlier today. That's a fun one. Because I hadn't been taking my allergy meds, so I took one. And when the headache and the sort of low level congestion didn't go away, I'm like, Concrud, not allergies this time. You could take a NyQuil. I might. Yes. I might. That game is almost as much fun as Tick or Blemish. Yes. That one's always exciting. We get that one a lot come summer and probably after dealing with deer hunting later this week. But you don't want to know about that, Internet. No, no, no. So what we're going to do is we're going to sign off. Remember, your badge code for this week is SofaWolf. Remember to check out our other podcasts on our Patreon. And we will be back next week with an interview with our friend Deb that I picked up at WindyCon. Excellent. Deb is cool. Deb is awesome. So y'all have a good week and stay productive. Woo.